and welcome back into the nest baby birds how was your week i hope everything has gone well for you guys lately if it hasn't i'm really really sorry to hear that you can always message me and i'll be more than happy to talk to you and comfort you you know i almost forgot to do podcast this week like honestly my schedule's been swamped lately College has been basically bombarding me with assignments, and my dumbass decided it would be a good idea to volunteer for leadership. And not just that, it's also the fact that the assignments are like jam-packed with things to do in such a short amount of time. Honestly, in my opinion, it's just like a little bit unrealistic to expect us to finish all of the stuff they've assigned us to do, all at the same time, within just a couple of weeks. Like, I've been so stressed, I've been having thoughts of like, well, to keep stuff here I talk about PG, I wanted to drown myself in the lake at our campus, and I've been thinking of letting about the ducks eating me after I drown. Yeah, that bad. I've been like really, really struggling in general with balancing my assignments and trying to build a social life at school. Honestly, I wish that the teachers would realize we have other subjects. We have outside of school activities. We have family-related things. And they shouldn't be guilt-tripping us for being unproductive or lazy. Because my teacher called us unproductive and lazy the other day because my group and a couple of other groups didn't do as much as these two groups did for our project. Like, woman. Woman, it's not our fault you gave us a stupid fucking project. We are genuinely just very, very busy. And we need some time to ourselves. And y'all know, I have three things that I take interest in when I have time to myself. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know. Those three things are DC, playing the ukulele, and of course, if you even even know me, if you've ever met me, K-pop. Today's episode will be discussing a topic involved in that third one. Yes, today's episode is an incredibly annoying, self-indulgent episode made for me and solely for me because I've been wanting to die lately and this makes me feel better. Deal with it. So... I know some of you despise K-pop for whatever personal reason, either if it's a stupid reason, or unjustifiable reason, or maybe you just genuinely dislike the sound of it, I don't know, I don't really care. But it's something that has been uh, providing me with a lot of comfort and happiness for the last 8 years of my life. After my mom discovered K-dramas, it eventually led to me watching variety shows like Roommate and Running Man, which led me to discovering K-pop and discovering that I really, really enjoy it. The music, the dancing, the concepts, the visuals, the com- the content that came from it, I just love delving into it all. And if you know me, I will also know that I am incredibly multi-fandom, which is expected, I suppose, since I've been into K-pop this long. For a long time, Everyone knew that for me, uh, I was a really big NCT fan. And now, my brand has seemingly become an hypen. Yeah, like, you will know that I am, like, a really, really huge fan of those two groups. Like, it was literally my personality. But I've also stand like, a plethora of groups in between and after. Groups like TNX, GOT7, EXO... Kingdom, Monster X, SF9, CLC, 21, Block B, ATs, Girls Generation, Just B, Epex, Billy, B2B, TXT, Red Velvet, Shiny, and so many more. Along with the casual standing of about 10 million other groups. Both new and new and old. Shit, I don't know what I'm saying. Sorry, brain dead. 
both new and old over the eight, eight years. And that's not even counting the Korean hip hop and R&B artists I stand like Big Naughty, Grey, Vincent, DPR, Jamie, Leon G, so many more. However, the group I will be talking about today is a group that recently celebrated their 10th anniversary. One of the groups I started listening to, the first ones, one of my absolute favorite groups, probably my second favorite group after in Hypen. A popular group, but simultaneously slept on. It's a group called VIX. I got into this group properly after watching a member on a variety show I liked called Two Days in One Night and seeing their old cover of So Hot by the Wonder Girls. It was just truly a life-changing moment. Like, I know that a lot of people don't like seeing boy groups cover girl group concepts because it seems like they're mocking them, especially back then in the second generation when it was less recognized. So even though they were dressed like girls, I just thought it was a really, really fun video. And it was a, it was a genuinely good cover, I'd say. I'd definitely watch it, watch it again if they did it again today. 10 out of 10. But anyways, now you guys may or may not know VIX, but in their prime, they were one of Korea's most well-known, most popular groups. And one of the very few to break through the Red Ocean of 2012 also known as the year with one of the most k-pop debuts and they even became one of korea's 21 acts who managed to achieve more than 1 million cumulative sales in album to celebrate their togetherness that has lasted a decade this podcast will be about me telling you their history their music and where they are now i hope the k-pop fans can enjoy this one Vix, who are close friends with groups such as BTS and EXO, are signed under Jellyfish Entertainment, a company that was formed in 2007. They are home to artists and actors such as Zhang Hejin, Very Very, formerly Gugudan, Kim Mingyu, and several more. Vix, however, was to be the very first group that Jellyfish Entertainment would debut. They were formed by a survival show called My Doll that Jellyfish Entertainment started with originally 10 contestants who were narrowed down to the 6 members that debuted in VIX. Cha Hakyon, also known as their soon-to-be leader N, Jung Taekwun, their main vocalist Leo, Lee Jae-hwan, also known as Ken who was their second main vocalist, My Bias, Kim Won-sik, also known as their rapper Ravi, former member Lee Hong-bin who took a few roles in the group, and their youngest member Han San-hyuk, or Hyuk the main dancer. To promote them after the show, Jellyfish included the boys in the music videos of their other artists. For example, N, Leo, and Ravi appearing in the music video for Shake It Up by So Inguk before finally debuting them on May 24, 2012 with their debut album. And the title track that Vix kind of despised at this day and age, but I think it's a cute song. It's a song called Superhero. This debut would seem unfamiliar to the fans who would eventually come to know Vix for their darker concepts that they would eventually become popular for. But Superhero was still catchy since it was bright, trendy, and energetic according to what was popular at the time in the industry. It didn't chart too well at the time, but Vix still made a prominent appearance, perking public interest. They actually performed at an anime convention in Baltimore, Maryland, which was their first overseas appearance. Their first comeback after Superhero was released on August 14th that year with another catchy song called Rock Your Body. It had a cute video game type of concept in the music video, and it even featured Dasom from the girl's sister. 
and the year 2012 would continue to be pretty busy for them. When 2013 came around, the VIX made an impactful print once again in the industry with the third single album and the title track On and On. This was the first time the people would see the concept that VIX would eventually become known for. It was some futuristic vampire kind of thing that actually popularized using colored lenses during K-pop stages. Yes, VIX made colored eye lenses popular. And it's an absolutely iconic song. You will catch me singing the lyrics to the song, which is, <laughs> I need therapy in like the chorus. You will hear me sing it everywhere. They did, um, they did make a pretty quick comeback afterwards with a mini album. And the title track was called Hide. This comeback was what began the era that gave Vix their most well-known concept, the horror concept. It was an experimental move mostly as Jellyfish wanted to see the reaction of the public. Their horror concept showed gruesome but incredibly creative music videos. So creative that I don't think anyone had done it just as well as they had. They did take a little break after that with the repackaged album titled Jekyll, which I think you kind of see what they were going for there. It was a cute song and the title track was called Great You, which was a complete 180 since it was a bright concept. Now at the end of 2013, Vix took their first global showcase, the Milky Way Global Showcase, which was held in South Korea, Japan, Italy, Sweden, America, and Malaysia. During this global showcase, they released a more sentimental song called Only You, a pre-release of one of the title tracks on their upcoming album, Voodoo, the comeback that broke them into the industry and made them popular. Break because my voice hurts. So, Voodoo Doll. Voodoo Doll was the title of the comeback album that was released on November 25th, 2013. The song had honestly one of the most gory, terrifying music videos I have ever seen in K-pop. So this song was a horror concept. When the members were portrayed as literal voodoo dolls, held up by strings, being brutally stabbed, having glass shards stuck in their skin, blood everywhere and being controlled by one mastermind sorry and not to mention the great choreography just so dynamic they were most definitely the first group who could actually slay the voodoo doll concept like 100% even though they weren't the first to do it they definitely were the first to fucking nail it so the first time i watched this music video I was so disturbed by some of the scenes that I like literally couldn't watch it for a while because I'm like pretty squeamish and a bit disturbed by that stuff. Like the video even got a PG-19 rating. So their youngest member, uh, Hyok, couldn't watch the video for some time because he was underage. But honestly, that's what makes the video so good because it was so unique. Nobody had ever done something like that, something so bold and they actually did it well. Years later, Dreamcatcher would do a great job of bringing back the horror concept for the new K-pop fans. But in the end, it's important to note that Vix started it and Vix nailed it. Brudal was so popular that it got them their very first music show win. Understandably so. So 2014 rolls around and Vix have gained a pretty big fan base after Voodoo Doll. 
I understand they must have been pressured to have another extremely impactful song to follow the release that brought them their major success. And so on May 27th, aka the day I'm recording this right now, they released another, in my opinion, underrated song called Eternity with the album itself, of course. After that, they made a Japanese debut with Japanese versions of some of their songs and began making their name known abroad and performing at the very famous KCON in several countries in Europe and even more, which helped them grow their fan base both in Korea and outside of Korea bigger. Their next comeback, though, was, in my opinion, the best. Like, the goddamn icon of it all. Nothing was better than this. After all, it was the title song that made 9-year-old me discover them and decide to follow them up for the years to come. This comeback was called Error. Error and its album of the same name were released on October 10th, 2014. This song was raw, emotional, depressing, and dark. Well, a lot of big songs are pretty sad or pretty horny, but this song was like the it song for them. Again, in my opinion, anyways. The whole music video and the song itself was just one big emotional train wreck. The music video was beautifully produced, like that of a movie, and it's something I haven't seen in K-pop to this day. In this song, Vicks go from being vampires and voodoo dolls to cyborgs. This futuristic cyborg love being shown in the video with the extremely heartbreaking ending where both Hongbin and his die, his love die at the end. This song was really just like, wow, wow. I, I really, really wish I could play it for you guys, but for copyright reasons, I can't. But seriously, please do me a favor. Take my word for it. All of the songs are plays, but this one really took my breath away when I first heard it. So please go and listen to it. It still takes my breath away no matter how many times I hear it. Like, I genuinely have never heard a K-pop song since that made me feel the things that Era made me feel. This was actually one of the first songs I added to my Spotify. Hint, hint, and hyphen, please cover Era or like literally any other Vic song. I. Anyways, hell, after this legendary comeback, Vix became the first Korean act to perform at the KK Box Music Awards in Taipei. Ooh. After Error, the next comeback they did was Love Equation, released on February 10th of 2015. It was a cute and bright song, which was of course another 180. But luckily for Vix, this song did incredibly well in the charts and earned them more music show wins, including a triple crown, meaning they had three consecutive wins on the show. They ended up making their very first entry into the Chinese music charts soon after. They did a cover of a popular Taiwanese song there and even released a Chinese version of Error. Another music break. Well, I will be talking about their success after this part. Yes, welcome back. Hi, I'm so sorry I'm doing a lot of breaks but i'm doing them for a couple of reasons one it's easier when i edit them because i use audacity to edit my podcasts and it's just kind of annoying to use so it's better for me to just plan when i want to do my music breaks and then just record them individually and also because i don't want um this to be so long and tedious so it's better for me to include music breaks i can just kind of give you guys a little break for your ears you know and whatever the hell music breaks are for 
So moving on after their success, this part we'll be talking about VIX LR. So a lot of second generation groups had subunits, and VIX was the same. VixLR was composed of Leo and Ravi, and they debuted with a mini album called Beautiful Liar, which, by the way, all of you should check out because it is freaking amazing. Beautiful Liar was an incredibly emotional, beautiful, and romantic song. They pulled it off perfectly. I have no idea how they did, but they did. To quote Internet Nathan, who, by the way, I would like to give credit to because I took a lot of my information from their video. Um, Leo and Ravi had a very yin and yang dynamic in their voices and their concept. And the balance between them was just perfect. The song was able to be interpreted in many ways, but ultimately it was about having to lie to someone so to not reveal your true feelings. Vixalar had another comeback after that i think and it was just so good I, it, it was called whisper had a very awesome video and yeah you should check that out too so after this vix and vixlr broke out into the music charts on the billboard charts and they had very high rankings so towards the end of the year on november 10th vix released a studio album with the title track that is now probably their most well-known and most viewed song the ever-so-kinky BDSM concept that helped Vix popularize chokers, lace, blindfolds, and suits on bare bodies in the K-pop industry. Because Vix popularized a lot of stuff in the K-pop industry. I'll be covering that later, maybe. This song was called Chained Up. So, I was kind of kidding about the BDSM thing. Half kidding. Kidding. Maybe. Anyways, this song is about being like a servant to your abusive lover because no matter how awfully they treat you, you can't help but come back to them, seek them, and constantly desire them. Hence all the chains in the music video and whatever. But anyways, yikes. Yikes. I, I did say big songs could get depressing. So... So after Chains Up success, Vix had a Japanese comeback called Depend On Me and entered the Oricon charts and had live shows in Japan which solidified their success there even more. So this is where the interesting part comes in. This is my favorite part of Vix's career. In 2016, Jellyfish announced a year-long project that Vix would be doing called Vix 2016 Conception better known by the K-pop fans as the Greek mythology concept, and by far one of the most interesting things that Vix has done. So the first thing they took on was Zelos in the comeback Dynamite. The concept was, well, Dynamite. It was simple, colorful, energetic, and an underrated song that never ages. They got five wins and their second triple crown with this song. The second entry into the project was Hades, with one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Vic songs, Fantasy. A song that honestly rivaled Error for me. It's that good. This is a song that deserves way more attention than it gets. So, this song is dark and haunting, respectful to the Hades concept, and it used a different key, a more angsty sounding key of the classical piece Moonlight Sonata in its making. Again, beautifully produced music video, feels like a dream, and a song that blew me away. It just leads me to feel, me the, feel the impact of the song. You'll never fail to see me dancing and yelling the song's lyrics at the top of my voice when the beat drop and the chorus hits. Like, 
it's genuinely so so good i definitely recommend the song especially to those classical music lovers and the lovers of the dark and elegant concept so kretos finished up the project with the title track called the closer i swear to god this music video was also like a fever dream and vix had done it once again grabbed the attention of the people and made sure people stand them and they charted incredibly all throughout the project so anyways uh vix in 2017 had a new comeback after vix v festival that was to celebrate their fifth anniversary this was a traditional oriental concept called shangri-la and it's an understatement to say they charted really well with this one it also popularized the modern hanbok which is if you don't know yet, the Korean traditional clothing. The Korean public actually acknowledged Vix as the first artist to popularize the modern hanbok. So the following year in 2018, they released a song, another song, this is another comeback, called Scientist, which is another bop, with a bop album called Il de Vix. Y'all should also check that out. And it just seemed like Vix was sending an extremely constant group with amazing songs all round. And unfortunately, that was their last comeback, as far as I know, unless I missed out something. So in 2019, their seven-year contract expired, as they do for most idols after seven years. And member Ravi decided to open up his own one-man company, since he'd always released music on his own ever since he started VIX, and he wanted to do that more. And by the way, his music is pretty good. I think you should check that out as well. So, though he still remains a part of VIX and stays under Jellyfish for VIX, for VIX promotions. So, as of right now, and Leo, Ken, and Hongbin have all served in the military, and Ravi plans on going this year, and I am not mentally prepared for that. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do when he goes to the military. And recently signed under 51K Entertainment and has done many dramas since then. The VIX members, besides having done dramas, has also done musicals as well, with some solo debuts, you know, musically and proving their talent and their diversity to the public. Their Magne Hyuk even acted as the lead in the, in the second season of the boy love drama Color Rush. I don't know if y'all have heard of that. It's pretty good. So, however, in 2020, a member, well, former member Hong Bin had a controversy. He has a gaming livestream um, on Twitch because he's like a really really big fan of Overwatch and whatever. So anyways, he got drunk and he started saying some questionable and some mean things about certain idols. And of course, it caused a big ruckus in the industry and it eventually led to his departure from the group. The group has been promoting as five since then. The news saddened everyone, including myself, but the members always subtly hint that to them, Vix will always be the six of them. They even included the subtle hints in their 10th anniversary video, like leaving out an extra glass, leaving out some extra cutlery, and even when they took like a little group photo, they left one space just for him. So this year, their 10th anniversary was the first time in a really long time that Vix got together as a whole. So I hope that he can have a proper comeback or at least at least release one song before Ravi enlists. I miss them so, so much, and I love them. 
so so dearly and unless i've missed out something because i don't want to get into all the little tiny details that brings me to a close of my history of vix the concept kings of k-pop of absolutely timeless music and are actually responsible for making a lot of things in the industry really popular I have nothing else to say about them except to please support them. In the words of N, it is never too late to stand them. You too can be a starlight. I really, really, really want you guys to stand them, honestly, because I have no regrets getting into them and listening to their music. Their music changed my life. They are just... They're such a big part of the K-pop industry, and I think they had such a huge influence on the K-pop groups that exist now, and people don't even realize it because as i said vix are simultaneously a popular and an underrated group honestly vix started a lot of things in the k-pop industry especially the theme of horror concepts something that dreamcatcher and even enhypen has done like and all the other things that i mentioned earlier like the colored lenses which was originally banned because people thought it looked weird the uh suits on bodies and all that other stuff vix really made a lot of things popular and as i said before i'm gonna repeat this once more vix are just an incredible influence in the industry i know that the groups that they are friends with such as exo and bts they are much more popular than them which is why i think that vix deserve a lot of popularity as well i mean they really, really deserve it for how much they have done for the K-pop industry. So, yeah. Yeah, that is why I chose to do a little episode on them. Because besides the fact that it's their 10th anniversary, I also adore them. Like, I really do. So, I don't have much else to say. Except I really hope you guys found that episode a little bit intriguing. And I really hope that I encourage you guys to stand Vix because they are a very important group to me. If you guys have any other suggestions for what you want me to do for next week's episodes, as I, as I said, please DM me. Please, please message me. I will definitely, definitely take your decisions into consideration. Next week, I think I already have something in mind for what I want to do, so it'll... It'll be exciting, so stay tuned, everyone. And to end this episode, I would like to say, Stan Vix, uh, do your best in your assignments, and always know that you are worthy no matter what grade you get. I know it doesn't feel that way, but I know you're trying your best, and that is all that matters. So, yes. Bye-bye, baby birds. That's all I have to say. Bye.